my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the HR Sound Off Podcast Show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. How are you doing today? I hope that you're having an amazing day. We're going to have an interesting conversation. I love magnifying HR voices. And today I get the privilege, the honor, the pleasure to magnify the voice of John Baldino. John, how are you doing? Hi, Julie. Thank you so much. Great. How are you doing today? Doing good? Doing really, really well. Yeah, great. Uh, that that intro got a lot to live up to now. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I gotta say, John, one of the things I really love about you is your ability to just roll the punches. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's been a long time. You have to learn to roll with them, right? It's true. It's true. So let me ask you, who is John Valdino and what is your HR story? Thank you. Uh, I don't know about the who is John Baldino. That's a, a deep and philosophical. I mean, think about that one. But my HR story. <laughs> uh, uh, my, you know, my wife is in the other room. If she hears who I say, I, I think I am, she'll come in and correct me. So I'm, I'm going to give that some thought. But okay. the, the, the HR story is uh, I'm actually in human resources for um, 30 years. Um, and so my career has really obviously spanned quite a while at this point. Yeah. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to be involved at all levels of HR, mm-hmm. um, from the good old blocking and tackling up through leadership development and organizational structures and the, the strategic considerations around mergers and acquisitions and, and growing business. So I've had a lot of fun, I have to say. There's... There's a lot of battle scars, <laughs> but it's I been fun. I could only imagine. <laughs> I could only imagine. So you've touched a lot. You've gone through the ranks of HR, um, progressed your career. And now where are you at in your career? Are you still working with companies? Um, do you have your own business? Where are you at? Yeah. So currently I am the founder and president of an HR consulting firm called Humoriso. And I've been, uh, I actually launched Humoriso almost 10 years ago. uh, And uh, it has been amazing, right? A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for sure, we are engaged and involved with organizations of various sizes. So our clients run the gamut when it comes to industry, geography. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of our clientele, I would say, is US-based or US sticky. Um, we do have some clients overseas, but um, there's some sort of U.S. component to those clients as well. Um, and I've got a wonderful team of, of professionals who work with me across the country who are doing great work. Um, and so it's been my joy to build this business and, and for the last 10 years. Wonderful. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that you guys are having a great 
experience as you build. I got to ask you, what made you step away from corporate HR and start Human Resource? Wow. Um, so great question, right? So for me, um, there were a couple contributing factors. One piece being um, I was serving as VP of HR for a national bank and great gig doing good work, mm-hmm. um, grew the organization and, and had a lot of fun with the COO in terms of just being um, sort of casting the, the chart for where we were going and right. giving their vision for everybody, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I really started to get a sense that uh, small to mid-market organizations were, were just even more so competing with larger companies, enterprise level companies for service and product offering and needed to have the kind of support that a uh, senior HR person, a VP of HR, CHRO, whatever title you'd like to use um, at that, again, at that, that more strategic level, uh, they needed that kind of support. Yeah. But if you're a, a hundred person organization, you're likely not going to pay for a, a VP of HR. It doesn't make sense, quite yeah. honestly. And so um, my vision for Humoriso at the onset was to be that partner for those organizations to help them compete through areas of talent acquisition and talent management, employee engagement, organizational design and development, those things that really matter yeah. um, and help to ground an organization. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I was right that the, the need is there and that the yeah. desire for it was there. But I'll tell you, it's really funny kind of being at that 10 year mark. Um, the amount of even enterprise level organizations, though, that we work with as well, who say, well, just a second, what, some of the things that you're doing. We, we know we're bigger, but we're not doing very well in either. Can you, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you help and talk us through some of this? And, mm-hmm. and uh, one of our great uh, pleasures is even doing some of the executive coaching with with C-suite executives and, and business owners to kind of help them look at their organizations a little differently mm-hmm. um, and help them to sort of scale accordingly once once they have a better vision. So um, I saw all that. And I mean, it was a blessing and a gift for me to kind of see where this was going. And, and I just think I hit it at the right time when I was inspired to leave and start it. Nice. So very much like um, I always remember that that movie Robots, um, where the I know uh, robots, yes. Rodney Copperbottom, right? See any, fill a need. That's what happens when you have little children going through all these different. Oh, I was going to say my kids love that love movie. And they still watch. They're all in college now, and they still watch. They'll it, watch it. So, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page. That is so funny that you bring that movie up. We, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that movie. Oh I my know. gosh. Like I, I feel like I know it word for word, just like I know, <laughs> just like I know there are certain cartoons that I know word for word because of my children, Shrek and Robots. Yes. And, and for those listening, if you've never seen Robots, it is worth your time. It's, it a, it's best- actually, Robin Williams is one of the voices and Love. it's it's hilarious. Yes. It's really worth your time. But there really is a great story behind it yes. that leads to this kind of experience, right? You see a need, you feel a need. And, yeah. and I feel like that's a great, the philosophy behind that in the movie is such a beautiful story. All in all, I I feel like I may go watch it after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still in my Netflix playlist. 
Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, we have it on DVD. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've got it in many different forms. Yeah. So I can watch it whenever I want. That's mm-hmm. funny. That is mm-hmm. very funny. I say that because I feel like it's so important for, you know, us as HR professionals to recognize that when we see a need to fill it, whether it's in creating a, a product or a service, such as what you've done with Humoriso. Um, and I know there are lots of HR professionals who see a need, but something holds them back from filling it. Um, what advice would you give to HR professionals who are thinking about starting a business? They see a need, they want to mm-hmm. fill it, but they're not quite sure how to go about it. Yeah, that, um, I would say the first thing is, uh, take it slow. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes HR people want to be all things to all people because mm-hmm. we've kind of been trained that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, especially those that have kind of come up the ranks of a of a for profit organization, nonprofit, government's a little different. But if you've yeah. come up those ranks, um, you, you know, you become the catch all as mm-hmm. the HR professional. Can you do this? Can you do this? When I, when I first started out in human resources, first of all, it was called personnel. It was not human resources when I first started out. I was doing a little bit of everything, a little bit of training, a little bit of customer service, a little bit of payroll, mm-hmm. a little bit of um, store announcing because I was working in the retail sector. And I mean, just whatever had to happen. They knew yeah. that they could ask HR to do it and we would do it. So mm-hmm. we carry that with us. Um, quite a bit. And so when we have an idea about a need that we see that we think we could fill, we see the need and then add the all of the exponentials on top of it. Well, then I could do this and then I could do that and then I can do this. I'd say slow down. Yeah. Focus intently on that one piece. One of the, the parts of my story that I try to be very clear about is I knew I wanted to start an HR consulting firm. Right. I knew I was going to start a large business. I was not going to be a practitioner turned consultant solo. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, right. there's not, that just wasn't my vision for yeah. what I saw. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, seeing a need and you're just going to be a one person shop that's wonderful. Don't apologize for that. You don't need to be anything bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Enjoy what you want to invest your time in. Yeah. Um, that's number one. And then the second thing I would say is test your theory. Mm-hmm. Have some wonderful people around you that you trust and then have some people around you who don't like you. Mm-hmm. Ask them the same questions. hmm because we have well-meaning people in HR who will, you know, sing the songs to us and tell us how wonderful we are. I need some people in my life who say, Hey, Baldino, you know what? You're not that terrific. And here's what's wrong with your idea. And here's where you need to be thoughtful about where Mm -hmm. you may fall down. And here, so people who don't have a natural inclination to want to see me win, I'm not bad at those people. I need some of those people in my life Mm -hmm. because it keeps me honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so when I was testing this idea with people, I had both the go, go, go. And the, Oh, you think you're something now I had both of those people talking in my ears right? and that was helpful for me to really define what it was that I was going to work towards Mm -hmm. what needs was I where were I going to kind of say uh, mattered the most in what I was going to pursue I can do all things but I didn't want to necessarily do all things Mm -hmm. and know that there could be time for me to add some things down the road there's no law that says you can't add things down the road that's okay that's the joy of experimentation, right? Yes. I right. love that 
you said, you know, have some people who will be in your corner and then have some people who are not. Because I think for a lot of us, that calls for a measure of bravery to actually tap into those people that don't like us. Yes. But those people help us be better. They really do. Absolutely. Look, there are people... I, I, I sit and chat with you today. So I'm um, honestly, I'm over the moon about where my career is and, mm-hmm. and the fun I'm having and the people I'm working with. Really, it's all good. Yeah. But there are still people who are not happy uh, about me, with me. There are still people who hope that, you know, sort of the rug comes out from under me. And I don't necessarily mean that I've got, you know, a barrage of enemies who are looking for my demise. But right. I certainly know that there are those that feel um, competing with them, that I'm taking part of their territory away or whatever people think, right? Yeah. There's plenty of business for everyone. Let me just make sure people know that there's plenty for all, yeah. right? No one's going to go hungry. No. I have, I tell people time and again, you know, I, I come from an Italian heritage. I have cousins everywhere, <laughs> cousins everywhere, right? Uh-huh. And my family is involved in things from birth to death from baby doctors to funeral directors. Yeah. And there are certain roles that I know are always going to, you know, funeral directors will always have a job, oh. but guess what? So will HR. So There's will always HR. going to be people dynamic issues yes. and opportunities. You're going to have, there's plenty of plenty. work. So those haters yes. that want to kind of push on you, just take it in stride. I'm not mad at anyone. I am not mad at anyone. I'm telling oh, you, no. it's not worth it. No no time for that energy at all but you can use that energy to fuel your passion yes absolutely yes i love that i absolutely love that thank you so much (laughs) for sharing that sure so i gotta ask you if you were going to give advice to your younger self now entering the hr space Mm -hmm. (laughs) listen you, <laughs> I only have tea in my cup right now. I need to change what I'm having before I well, then, you, <laughs> <laughs> What advice would you give to your younger self, John Baldino? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, the first thing I honestly would say uh, is uh, I, would, I would spend time in reassurance. It's going to be okay. Mm. Um, I think there was so much of my esteem wrapped up into how I performed Mm -hmm. that I couldn't see the difference. Mm. And so when I started, everything I did mattered way too much, way too much. And so the, the most, uh, the, the tasks that really did matter had no difference from the ones that were just tactical task paper moving things everything was of equal footing that's exhausting Mm -hmm. it's exhausting Mm -hmm. and and i I, it's because i really didn't understand that my worth was not in what i did Mm -hmm. Um, and i think that i may have talked a good talk in my younger self as i was starting out professionally um and i was fortunate enough to start a professional journey while i was still in my undergraduate study Uh, And so even, even more so, I was not quite mature enough to understand all of who I am in that, right? But um, what I would say also to myself is, 
um, there's there's a world out there. I was very myopic in what I thought. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm I'm old school, right? Thirty years, I can't help it. It's personnel is what I knew when I started, and it was a different sort of vibe than HR. Um, and I know we use all kinds of terms now, human yeah. capital and people operations yeah. and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever soup du jour it is, right, that we're saying about ourselves. But I, I would say I just saw it in such a small world yeah. that I didn't know that there was so much more for me. And so there was a little bit in my career as I look back where I, I definitely was playing catch up mm-hmm. because I, I missed the boat on some things. And mm-hmm. I was afraid. I was afraid to fail. And, um, you know, I, I am uh, a little bit of an overachiever at times. And my family depends on me to be a little bit of an overachiever. When I was growing up, I did, you know, pretty well in school and all kinds of good things came from that. And so I think that that sort of um, defined me. And so I needed to make sure in my career as I grew in it, that <clears throat> this is me, this is, this is my journey. Yeah. You know, younger Baldino, it's okay. Take it easy, enjoy it, put the work in, but do it to a certain extent and then take a minute. Um, I'd, I'd want to give myself a break. That's what nice. I would want to do. I like that. Good for you. Pass that on to others. Yeah. <laughs> I try to tell people that. I'll th- it's so funny that you say that, Julie, because I just had a conversation with someone this week. Um, where I said to someone who, who works at Humoriso um, uh, on a technology side of things, uh, I was looking at what was going to happen as a result of implementing some of this technology, this next level of what right. we're doing with some of our clients. And I said, my, own, my one concern is if we turn this on, how can we make sure it's turned off not to bother people after hours or such? And the person I was talking to said, before I answer that question, I'd like to just say, I love working for you and I don't want to work anywhere else. And I said, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And he said, because the fact that that's your first thought says a lot. And, and I'm, Mm -hmm. and I meant that, right. Because I think that there's a, a, a tendency for all of us, especially earlier on in our careers, even I'll say mid-career where you're still trying to get that next role yeah. that you feel like I've got to overperform. Mm-hmm. I've got to go way, way beyond. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to say, let me just tell you something. There's no such thing as an emergency termination. Somebody calling you right. at eight o'clock at night and telling you that this person has to be fired right now does yep. not know that person does not need to be fired right now. Send mm-hmm. the person home. We'll talk about it in the morning. Have a great night. That's right. That's all. That's, That's right. all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You are speaking my language in so many ways. It's not even funny. These are the things that I'm coaching, talking to HR professionals and coaching them on right now from like, you know, you don't need to know it all. That's why when you build your team, you hire people who are smarter than you yes, so that they can help you figure it out. Right. You don't need to be the end all and begin all of everything. And you do not need to answer that email at eight o'clock and you do not need to go to that meeting at five. You can say, look, I'm sure this can wait until tomorrow. My calendar is open. Look at time. See ya. Peace out. See you tomorrow. That's okay. (laughs) Yes. That it is totally, or I don't, those are things that I wish I had taught myself, my younger age ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yes. Draw the well, line. Maybe, 
you know, as a, an entrepreneur too, like yeah. as you're doing your own business, and again, coming back to that consultant kind of perspective, I have had clients say to me, uh, John, do you really think it's wise to not have your staff be ready for my calls and emails at eight o'clock at night? I mean, we could go elsewhere. Really? And I say, if, if our value to you is only in availability, then please let me tell you, I love you. Find that other person. Go ahead. Yeah. Have my blessing. I'll let you out of the contract. Don't you worry your pretty little head about it. Go. <laughs> I, it's true. It's tr- the same thing. Like I don't work on Fridays. My, I have a four day work week. I've had, I've been doing four day work weeks for six years started in the first four years as just like half days so like I'd work yeah. the morning but by one o'clock shut off but now for the last two years I have I've tried really hard if I say I haven't my daughter might come in and say you're a liar <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've tried really hard to stay out of my office on Fridays go do something fun for myself spend mm-hmm. time with my daughter you know, spend time with my husband, just do those things on a Friday, like rediscover the island because they're parts of as small as Barbados is, I know nothing, nothing. And I am amazing. Isn't that amazing? And I am self, I am discovering this country that I've lived in for most of my life from new, from a different lens that I never knew before. And that's what Fridays have done for me. And I have clients who say, well, so if you don't take calls on Friday, like I'm like, listen, any, you've got Monday to Thursday, <laughs> yeah, right? right? You've got Monday to Thursday from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Because I have clients in different parts of the world. Yes, right, right, right. right so right. I say from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., you've got time to book a call. You do not need my Friday. My Friday needs me. Yeah, right. And I think that that is, you know, whatever, and again, it's not uh, prescriptive, right? That may not be the reality for everyone in terms Mm -hmm. of saying that it has to be Fridays, but you need to know where health has to be paid attention to. That's right. It's not healthy for you to work 70 hours a week so that you are a miserable lump on Saturdays and Sundays Mm -hmm. and your family only gets the lump. Yep. That's going to cause stress for you. Yeah. If your friends only get the lump on the weekends, it's going to cause stress for you. Mm-hmm. You are going to go from excitement about this role, whether mm-hmm. you're in-house or consulting, yep. you're going to go from excitement to resentment. Yeah. That is, it's a, and it's a yep. quick jump. It very. will not take that very long to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like going from zero to a hundred. Just like that. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. And mm-hmm. so I have sat in those seats. Um, uh, some years back, I won, this is funny, right? I won HR person of the year. Mm. And look at me, la-di-da. <laughs> and and so <laughs> I couldn't go to the awards ceremony because I was working in another state for the organization. And they knew that I was up for this award. Now, I will tell you truthfully, I did not think I was gonna win. Between us, I just thought I wasn't going, but how lovely to be nominated. I had a friend who was going and I said, look, on the off chance that I win, just take, you know, accept the award on my behalf, like the Oscars, Mm -hmm. you know, thanks so much. Mm -hmm. And then think, I won 
And so I wasn't there for it because I, I was working late at night in another state and missed this opportunity to be recognized. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that now that I'm you know, super bitter at all that, but I am saying, you know how many times I, I, you, know, you can win something like that? And how could can, that not have been yeah. something to celebrate and, and kind of be there keep for us it. separate, right? And, and do that. We do that in human resources. Yes. We become so sacrificial to the, to the extreme and we yes. have to be really careful about that. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, because it messes with our mental health like nothing yes. else. Yes. Which brings me to my next question. Okay. How do you practice self-care? Uh, I do it in a few different ways, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, I am, uh, now, now this will crack people up, right? <laughs> I am up at uh, 4.30 every morning and head right to the gym. Uh, I work out at least five days a week. Okay. Uh, and so I, the physical exercise for me is Everything. very healthy for mm-hmm. my mind uh, as much as it is my body. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm probably in the gym about an hour and 15. Um, and it's a great way for me to start my day. Yeah. Uh, after doing that, I every morning, uh, I take time to read and journal and pray. And so I set my tone for, for the day with that as well. So I really am very committed to physical, emotional, spiritual perspectives mm-hmm. first thing. Yep. And if I'm away and I got to be up earlier and do things differently because yeah. of what the requirements are, then I need to get up earlier for that to happen. Yeah. I, that is a, I cannot compromise on those things because once I start doing that, I, I'm off center yeah. and I'm unhappy and unhealthy. Yeah. You don't want to lose um, yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd also say the other component for me is relationship. And so there are just, you know, a few people, you don't need a million people. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that I'm extroverted. I know mm-hmm. that may be a surprise to some people who are listening, uh, but you know, I am, <laughs> I'm an extrovert. I'm like energized by people, all yeah. of that good stuff. But I really only have a few that I'm super deep with because that's just how it is, especially the stage of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, and so I, I, you know, keep those relationships um, active and communicative. Um, And so that includes my wife. And so we chat a lot often. Mm -hmm. And I think that you just have to make sure that those things matter. Um, and by doing so, you show that they matter by making time for them. That's it. So um, I think those things help for mm-hmm. sure with me keeping steady and stable. It's been a difficult couple of years, right? Oh, it's yeah. been a difficult couple of years. Yeah. And one of the things that's been probably the saddest for me to observe and be a part of just because of the work that I get to do <clears throat> are the relationships that have become fractured and distant because of either... Um, political perspectives or social perspectives or business perspectives, a lot of blame, a lot of frustration. Yeah. And so what people don't realize is I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm shooting arrows at other people and telling them how terrible they've been to me. Mm. Um, but those, that quiver full of arrows is me that mm. I'm shooting at people. And once that quiver is empty, what, what do I have? Mm-hmm. What if I've used all my energy and resources yep. to, to hurt others. I don't have anything 
and, and I've alienated yeah. myself from so many. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm dealing with some um, senior level uh, 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 business professionals who are on the personal level just in that situation. And it's, mm. it's, it's difficult. It's difficult yeah. to, to watch because I know they're in pain. Yeah. Hard times, hard situations. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's not that we don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like we get, we, we get what's gone on the past couple of years, but I think if we're going to try to maintain healthy perspective, is this worth it? I mean, that's one of the questions that I ask all the time. Is it worth it? What's the end game? What does success look like as a result of you following this path? Yeah. You don't want this person to talk to you anymore? Okay. Is that the goal? Mm -hmm. And if it is, what does that goal get you? Yeah. They'll be out of my life. Okay. Okay. And and as a result, what? As a result, what? Mm -hmm. Well, then I don't have to worry about them you don't have to worry about them now without doing anything else. Yeah. So it doesn't have to go that far. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. true. So I think, right. People are expending a lot of energy because they've been suffering in isolation. They've been suffering with the, the stress of everything that has gone on in the workplace, the stress of, for those with, with children and the school situations across the globe, what that's been like pepper in political turmoil, social injustice. Yeah. Oh, now a war happening. An uh, absolute war, economic hardships. Yes. Everything. Yes. Yeah. It's everything. It's just crazy. These are the times that we're living in, but we don't have to make it harder for ourselves. So right. yeah, to your point, right. I appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Let me ask you, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would appreciate? And remember, it doesn't have to be HR related. Good. Because uh, I, <laughs> I would fail you, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am reading, actually have it, I am reading a book called The Sweet Spot. Mm. And The Sweet Spot is by Paul Bloom. And it was, um, I'm, I'm a part of a, a, a book club with Adam Grant and, and uh, some other uh, professionals who make some recommendations. Mm-hmm. And so this particular book is about suffering, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's a light topic for you, right? Mm-hmm. It's about suffering, but it's really, it comes at it from the angle of um, what's the benefit of it? it yeah. You know, so often we spend some time trying to avoid it, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to go looking for it. It will come. Yeah. And so what can we do with it? How do we take it? And, and is it true that a, a life well lived is better than a life of only pleasure? Mm. And if it's true, then that life well lived is going to be full of moments of suffering. Um, and so just learning how to look at it, yeah. um, how it plays into your life. Very fascinating book. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not all the way through it yet, but just right. about. Um, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my wife and I are watching The Gilded Age on HBO Max, which is a period piece from the the same people who did Downton Abbey. Okay. Um, Fascinating because it's it's early on in New York City's history. Okay. And so watching the caste system and the struggle, Mm -hmm. uh, not just by uh, social status, but by racial status then as well, uh, and how people functioned in that. And Mm -hmm. so um, again, 
fascinating kind of to yeah. look at the, the historical relationships in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I would say from a listening standpoint, uh, I've really found some great stuff on some of the, the mental health apps that are out yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, that as I go on a walk um, late, you know, later in the afternoon, just as the workday's ending, just to sort of give myself a cool down mentally, maybe 30 minutes just to go for a walk. Um, and uh, I, I'm fortunate enough to live in a climate now um, that I can walk most of the year outside and it not be a problem, right? So nice. uh, I know that's not the case for everybody, but those things have been really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you so much for sharing those. Sure. We'll include them in the comments. Last question, the big one. What's the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? If people think that human resources is going to solve every problem, uh, they're mistaken. Mm. What human resources ought to be doing is bringing the resources to bear to those with whom collaboration and ideation can happen about Mm. its application. If HR is always looked at as being the, well, well, John, just write a policy for this and then everything will be okay. Then you've not set up the perspective of human resources well in your organization, right? Pump those brakes and say, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me help you to understand how this is gonna work. If we need a policy, maybe we do, we can talk about that. But let's first look at all of the facts that we're dealing with. Mm. Let's put them all out on the table or up on a whiteboard or some virtual board together and say, what do you see when you see all this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Here's some resources. Let's look at how these resources could help with some of these. What do you see? What matters to your team? Let's bring in some of the team. It doesn't need to just be you know, the superior powers of the organization making all the decisions. Yeah. Take a pulse check of the people with you. That's what human resources ought to be doing is helping to open these doors for communication and creativity and innovation to say, how do we approach these things? It has to stop being the office of prescription. It must stop being that. Oh my goodness. Stop being the office of prescription. I love that. I'm feeling that. <laughs> Just so you know, if you see it on my Twitter account later today, you know it's from our conversation. Awesome. Stop being the office of prescription. And let me, I'm going to write that down. Seriously. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough. For all of your wisdom, your insights, and just being so vulnerable, this is a new format to HR Sound Off, and I really appreciate you being one of the first people to actually try it out in terms of the questions that I'm asking now. Um, But I feel like this was such a great conversation, John. Thank you. You are welcome, and you are very kind to ask me to be a part of it, and so I'm grateful um, to to travel this newer road, right? I'm glad. It's awesome. Yeah, well, you know, I believe in the value of experimentation, but just as you said, you know, to your point about HR, again, I think I I wrote a post on this some time back um, where I talked about you don't have to have all of the answers, and if you don't have the answers, you bring, you have to recognize the difference between 
giving an answer and a coachable moment, a teachable moment. Because so many times as HR, we miss those opportunities. And I remember somebody going on a, not a rant, but commenting back on my post and saying, well, yeah, but you know, I've tried being the teacher. I've tried being the coach. It doesn't work. And I'm like, well, what words did you use? Because it's about what you say and how you say it. A hundred percent. And you know, it's so funny, Julie, because you and I probably can do a whole other episode around, uh, right? Like around this, because we both have worked with people that didn't want to hear mm-hmm. the teachableness that we yeah. could bring. They made a decision that they didn't want to participate. So mm-hmm. just because someone doesn't want to participate in the receiving of that doesn't mean that what's being offered is wrong, right? When someone says, I tried that and it didn't work, Okay, so you you tried to exercise one day and the results didn't happen immediately. So what, you'll never do it again? That can't be the way that we approach these things. It's an immature approach. Technically, that's how I approach exercise, John. Sorry. (laughs) If you're going to approach it, right? If you're going to approach it. (laughs) What is next for John Baldino? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, if uh, I would say so, we're we're one of the nice things about this time of year is that it's sort of the the uh, prep for getting back together uh, Mm -hmm. in person at some conferences again, which will be really great. I'm fortunate enough to be speaking at some. Um, I'm excited to to get on that journey again, just because I want to you know, see people. I miss people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's coming up. And then we are doing some pretty amazing things at Humoriso um, as far as um, the HR work that we're providing. Um, and we've got some really cool technology pieces that are f- going to get launched and, and expanded upon this year too. So it's just fun. Um, really, it's the word I'm going to use all the time. We're just in a really fun time right now. So I'm excited. Beautiful. Where can people find you on social media, John? Uh, it won't be hard. Apparently, I have opinions. Uh, and so <laughs> on yeah, Twitter, apparently. On, apparently, right? That's apparently. the rumor. Uh, rumor has it. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, on LinkedIn, look up John Baldino HR and I'll pop right up. Um, yeah. On um, uh, Twitter, you can find me at JB Alive, as in mm-hmm. not dead, but alive. Right. And uh, uh, please feel free to connect with me there and, yes. and be happy to chat with anyone. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also we can find John on But First Coffee with Jackie Clayton. Yes. Yes. What days? What? Where? Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern LinkedIn. Time, LinkedIn Live. Yeah. And uh, that show is something else. Bananas. That's I love it. It is bananas. <laughs> absolutely bananas <laughs> i learned that john baldino does not know how to play golf neither does oh he care God. to play golf no i do not a hundred percent and it's so funny how once in a while that will come up but no i will not be playing golf so sorry yeah so sorry boys club you're not gonna get him that way you won't get me that way <laughs> thank you so much john thank you julie it was a pleasure Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show 
on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again in the next Sound Off.